this message is definitely a message on freedom. How many of you want to be free in life? God doesn't want you just to be partially free. For Christ's sake, he died for us that we could be fully free. He wants you to be free in every arena of your life, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And I want to begin reading one of my favorite scriptures. We're going to read about three scriptures. We're going to dive into this today. This is called Ruts and Trenches. Ruts and Trenches. And you know what? Even if I was to rename it, I would call it Ruts, Roots, and Trenches. But we're going to talk about Ruts. How they come through storms. We're going to talk about trenches of how and what you should do to dig new trenches in your life and in your mind, and uh, how roots impact us of making sure you change the roots in your life. Because if you don't remove the roots, you're going to always have the same fruit in your life. But if you change the root, guess what? You change the fruit. And so just believe in that for every person in here uh, today. If you look at Romans 12, 2, you're going to see a powerful, powerful scripture. It's going to be up right behind me. It says, and do not be conformed. And do not be conformed. And it goes on to tell you what you should not be conformed of. Here you are, an individual, sons and daughters of God, and all of a sudden you want to be like someone else but not what God created you to be. I think that would be very offensive to God. Very offensive that you're going to try to be like someone else in this world, something of this world other than the very person that God's created you to be. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. That word transform is metaphor. Guess what word we get out of that? Metamorphosis. You ever seen a tadpole before? A tadpole doesn't stay a tadpole. Guess what? It becomes a frog. A caterpillar doesn't stay a caterpillar. It becomes a... You with me? That's metamorphosis. Every one of us are called to be in a, se a season of metamorphosis. If you're a believer today, you are to be in a season of metamorphosis because I don't see Jesus in the room right now. There's no one exactly like Christ, so we're all in this process of metamorphosis. And it goes on to say, how are we transformed? By the renewing of our mind. Everyone say, would you say that with me, renewing? God wants to change our mind. He wants to, re he wants to make our mind new again. Sometimes our mind has to have a renovation. Anybody ever had a kitchen renovated before, maybe a bathroom remodeled in your house? That's exactly what has to take place within our minds, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Have you ever wondered what God's voice is and God's will is for your life? Well, that's how it comes about. Look what it says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. A transformation. We're all in this thing called transformation. Look at the next scripture. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says this, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust, and here's that word again, and be renewed. Say that with me, renewed renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. We take off the old man. Paul said it this way, I die to myself. He died daily to his old man. Take off the old, and you put on the new man. And then look at the last scripture, 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says this, but we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in the mirror of the glory of the Lord, 
Here's that word, being transformed. Say it with me, transformed. Transform. Metamorpho right there, yo. Metamorpho. <laughs> Going through a metamorphosis. How many of you want to stay a little tadpole? Nope. How many of you want to stay a little maggot? <laughs> How many of you want to stay a little caterpillar? Nope. We want to be who God's created us to be, the fullness I heap rather be a, a little fly than a maggot. Amen. Okay? Metamorphous and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Who are we talking about? We're talking about you. You and I. Look at your neighbor and say, you. you. What? What's the what? Transformation. What's the how? Transformation comes from the renewing of your mind, what's going to take place, a new image, a remodel. The image not that the world looks like. Your image shouldn't like, oh, you know what, I'm going to go to glamour and that's what I'm going to look like. Oh, I want to be like the, the newest politician or the NBA player or whoever it may be. That's not the image that you want to go. It's not about image of the famous. It's about one image that you and I are called to be like. Can anybody guess who that image is? Everyone say with me, Jesus Christ. You want to know the goal for the rest of your life the goal for the rest of your life is to become like Jesus. And the Bible tells us exactly how we do that. Being not conformed to this world. Stop being, trying to be like everybody else. There's a reason why you have one fingerprint. There's only one you. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right? What's going to happen He's going to help us every day to become more like him. We're in this metamorphosis, you guys, to become like Jesus. There's a sign along the road of Alaska, and it says this, choose your rut carefully. Choose your rut carefully. You'll be in it for the next 60 miles. And I thought, wow, that's a long time. But when it comes down to it, I'm a hunter, and I've been in all kinds of roads in Idaho, Oregon, California, you name it. I've been in some crazy, crazy roads. And honestly, 60 miles of a rut to me is not that much. Maybe you're going to be in it for three or four hours, right? You get stuck in a rut. It always ends up at the same place. But what's scary is when you get stuck in a rut, not 60 miles, but 30, 40, 50, 60 years of your life. Now that is what's scary. And that's why I'm preaching what I'm preaching today because I have had ruts in my life and God wants to bust you out of your ruts Years of ruts, really bad ruts, and see you begin digging new life-giving trenches in your life. Ruts come from storms. Ruts come from snow melting and lots of rain, and you just drive over the same path over and over and over again. It gets beat down by the cars and by the trucks. It's not intentional. 
Yet, though they're unwanted, the ruts are created. More rain, more storms, more water, more ruts. Over and over and over in our life. And if you transfer that to our real lives, it's that our lives really have storms in it. The, our storms can look like traumas. They can look like pre, premature deaths in our lives. I, I've, I've experienced that. Abuse or molestation or abortion. There's all kinds of things in our life that create, can create storms in our life that can get us in ruts. And we ride over those ruts over and over and over. Those ruts get deeper and they always end up at the same place. Bam! And God wants us out of these ruts. I've had vicious ruts in my life. As a young boy, I began dealing with chronic anxiety, panic attacks. I lived with panic attacks for many, many years, didn't know what they was, didn't want to talk to anybody about them. I thought that I was losing my mind. That was a lie that I believed that I was losing my mind in those ruts in my life. I could just let go of the will and I would stay right in those ruts. They were devastating and they were tormenting until, bam, truth began to enter into my life. Things began to change in my life. I began digging out of these unhealthy trenches. And I want to ask you today, what rut are you in and how will you get out? Let me make sure that we all know that we're in the same boat today. Every one of us have ruts. I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. Every person in this room have certain ruts in their life. And, and I want to challenge you this morning to identify the rut in your life or ruts in your life. You say, J.O., I don't have ruts. That's a rut in itself because you're a bald-faced liar. So you're already starting off in a rut because you're, you're just lying. Because there's not none of us that don't have ruts. And God wants to change those ruts. He wants to help you escape those ruts and begin digging new trenches in your life. And we're going we're gonna to understand the difference between ruts, which are unintentional, and trenches, which are, are absolutely intentional. Let me give you an example of a rut in my life that really impacted my life. Understand that every rut that you deal with begins with a lie. You believed a lie along your journey, and that lie began a rut in your life. I fell in love with this lady called Radine. She's on the front row. I met her at a bodybuilding competition I was judging, and then all of a sudden she was at the gym that I managed, and, and uh, we became best friends, and I'll make a long story short, very short, and I, had, I felt head over heels for her, and then even in the parking lot, I'm such a gym rat, I asked her to marry me in the parking lot. <laughs> I did. I had a, a box of roses, and you open up the box, and on the cover inside the box it says, will you? And she said, Will I what? And I said, will you marry me? And she said, yes. And then something took place in my life, and this is no joke, and every woman in here can already go ahead. You, you won't surprise me. You're going to say, jerk. But after she says yes, I went ghost. Whew. Ghost. 
My brother had an engagement party for us. The problem was is us didn't show up. She did, but I didn't. She found me before cell phones. She found me at a work site and said, hey, you know, you, you kind of asked me to marry me, and then you go ghost on me, and what's going on? You, you okay? And I said, hey, keep the ring, date other brothers. Wow, J.O., what happened to you? Well, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in 88. Things began to radically change in my life. I was saved in 86, baptized in water in 86. And in 88, I got radically touched by the Holy Spirit. God began to do a deep work in me of healing me of damaging emotions, my mind, my, my you know, anxiety, panic, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I asked this lady to marry me, and I start feeling these feelings again, big time. My tires dropped into an old rut, and I didn't know what to do. The only thing that had changed in my life is that I had asked this lady to marry me. So what do I do? I believe a lie. The lie is, it's her fault. You can, you can say it. You're a jerk, J.O. I understand. I get it. If I heard this story too, I'd go, dude's a jerk. But I didn't know what the problem was. I didn't know why this thing that I had been like freed of, all of a sudden I'm dealing once again with these old feelings and anxiety and panic and, and, and all these emotions and problems that I had dealt with a lot of my life. And the only thing that had happened that I asked her to marry me, so boom, I'm out of the picture. I'm like, wow, I can't deal with this. I had believed a lie every Every rut that you deal with starts with a lie. If you dig it up, you're going to find the lie. If you're honest to yourself, you'll find the lie. It may take a little while. You may identify a rut today, which I hope that every one of you identify at least one rut in your life and begin to search back. What lie did I believe? That was a lie that I believed. I, I asked the elders of the church and other leaders to meet me at JB's restaurant in Eureka, California. I said, hey, I need to hear from God. And they began to share with me, and I heard God's voice that day. And, and I, I went back to Ray Dean, and I says, hey, do you, do you want to go on a date? She says, nope, you took all the romance out of it. Either we're going to get married or it's nothing. <laughs> Guess what I did? I married her. She married me. <laughs> ruts. I want to help you identify ruts today. I'm going to share some big ruts with you. First of all, I want to put up this chart. It's called Happiness Chemicals. And I want you to see how your brain should work with different things. If you'll put that up, I'd appreciate that. Happiness Chemicals, you might want to take a shot of that, a snapshot. It's really good. Dopamine, uh, oxytocin, endorphins, serotonin, how your body, how your brain should work. Hey, you get a good meal. This is released. If you go exercise, laugh, listen to music. I love doing all the, uh, what's going to be released. Son, man, I'm a son guy, no, no joke, so forth and so on. But a lot of times when we're broken, we try to exchange these areas, and I'll get to it in just a few minutes, that's not so healthy. 
You can take that off. So let's identify some, I, I wrote down some big ruts that could maybe help you today to identify ruts in your life. The first rut that I want to identify that a, a lot of people deal with is fear. Say that with me, fear. Looking at the past, believing a lie. I remember going to a teaching one time in Eureka, California, Gospel Outreach. I was a young Christian. There was a five-fold minister teaching on fear. I walked into the, the class that day, and I was thinking, I'm fearless. Why am I here? I have no fears. And then he began just to unfold the Word of God, just like layer, layer, layer. And then I realized, to be honest with you, I'm completely in bondage to fear. That's what truth does. I know it's tough, but I was thankful that God allowed those feelings and emotions to surface in my life so that I wouldn't be that believer that's trying to always hold down balls underneath the water. God allowed those balls to, to, to surface in my life and just take his heavenly butcher knife and just pop each and every one of them so I'm not dealing with them for the rest of my life. He began to deal with those ruts. What fear are you dealing with today? Man, I, I tell you, I believe I believed lies growing up. My parents were killed when I was eight years old. You got to watch trauma because the enemy will come in to try to plant a lie. Something began to take place inside of me of fear of death. And then at 17, I went to a wreck, and it was actually my sister laying beside the road, and she had been killed three months pregnant. There was a lie that was embedded in my heart. In my early 20s, I was out hunting, and I, I didn't take any water, and I dug a hole, and water drained into it, and it was kind of muddy, and I drank it. Bad mistake. I didn't know I was drinking cow poo. Oh, jail, you just had a look. Hey, I didn't have diarrhea for three days, you guys. I was sick on disability and thought I was going to die. And in those traumatic events in my life, listen to me, I believed lies. And it did something deep in my heart in the area of the fear of death. And it took God a, a miracle in my life to trench new truths in my life. To see me overcome these traumatic events in my life. Fear is, is, a, is, is a rut you need to be very aware of. Look at another rut, addiction. We looked at those different chemical, happy chemicals that's released in our bodies. But sometimes, all of a sudden, you flunk a, flunk a college class and you go, well, I'm just going to go buy a new pair of pants. Flunk another class, and you're like, oh, I got an F. I think I'm gonna go, I think I'm gonna go buy a car. And, and all of a sudden you realize, man, I feel happy when I buy, and it goes from buying to overbuying, or all, all of a sudden there's a, an addiction of buying, or or it could be overeating, or it could be over drinking, or it could be over whatever. All of a sudden we're dealing with addictions in our life because it's helping us feel better, but we're digging a rut that left to itself ends in destruction. You know, guys between the ages, Christian guys between the ages of 18 and 24, did you know that 70% of them actively search porn? Christian dudes. That's a rut. If you want to know what a rut looks, that's a rut. Number three, here's another rut, past traumas. Like I mentioned before, I'm convinced that the enemy takes advantage of traumas in your life. All of a sudden, something happens, 
If you're not careful, if you don't guard your heart, guard your family, guard your kids, the enemy will come in to wreak havoc in your life. Number four, identity. Identity. You can tell Moses, he was lost in, in his identity. I mean, think about it. Here he is, he's born, and you know, he's the first basket case, you know what I'm saying? Put him out in the water. He murders a dude, he's a vagabond. He's like, I don't know who I am. Who, 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 who am I that you would send me? He, doesn't, he has an identity crisis. Am I Egyptian? Am I an Israelite? Am I rich? Am I poor? Am I slave? Who am I? And we can deal with identity crisis, you guys. And I'm going to address that in a few minutes. You need to recognize that. I began to recognize some of my ruts in my kids. And it's like me and Ray Dean's like, hey, yo, yo, yo. We want to deal with everything so it stops at our life and not pass down to our kids or our grandkids or our grand-grand-grandkids or whatever you want, on and on and on. Are you feeling me? You can deal. Listen to me. You can be brave enough to deal with ruts in your life today. The problem with most Christians that I find is that they're not willing to do the work. So you're going to come and you're like, oh, that was a sweet little sermon, 40-minute sermon. You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm fixed. And you're not fixed. Because I'm going to tell you right now, what I'm talking about, it, it, it's kind of simple, but it's hard. And it takes work. Say that with me, work. If you're willing to work what I talk about today, you can be absolutely free, free of ruts, stepping out of ruts, and be, begin digging new trenches in your life. But it takes sometimes blood, sweat, and tears. I work on this every day of my life. And, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Sometimes you deal with just a an absolute devil demon rut in your life. Oh, wait, J uh, J.O., I don't like devil demons. Don't like to talk about that in church. Listen, we better talk about it in church. You're called to cast out de de demons. You're called to cast out demons. And sometimes you just deal with a demon, devil rut in your life. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.26, 2, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. The enemy wants to take you captive to do his will. Just a, his little puppet on the end of a string. Sometimes we have ruts of unforgiveness. I could go through probably 30 other ruts. I'm trying to help you to identify a rut that you may be dealing with. Do you know that if you don't forgive, you know what the Bible says? This is scary. Neither will the Father in heaven forgive you. If you don't have forgiveness from the Father, guess what you're going to deal with? You're going to deal with torment. The enemy will wreak havoc in your life. You don't want to walk in unforgiveness. Amen? And so these are some of the ruts that I hope can help you identify with something that you may be going through. It may be a whole different rut, but I think that you should have the courage this morning to sit in here and go, wow, this is a rut that I need to deal with. This is a rut. Well, there's new wrenches for new trenches. God wants you, we go from ruts that are unintentional I didn't intentionally want my parents to get killed or my sister or drink cow poop. But I did, and it impacted me. 
But now you can do things intentional, but you have to be willing to trench. Say that with me, trench. Trenching what? Trenching your life with the truth of God's word. And trenching, I'm going to tell you right now, trenching takes work. My buddy Josh let me use this. This is a hand trencher. A lot of times a trencher is a very, very big trencher. This is a hand If you think trenching, oh, oh, J-O, 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 it smells a little bit like gas in here. You'll get over it. You need to know that trenching takes work. If you're willing to trench with the truth of God's word, your life will be absolutely transformed. There's one, I could probably give you other ways to trench, but the number one way that you need to trench today with is with God's word. It is absolutely true. The Bible says knowing the, oh gosh, 11, 11, go with me, go with me. Knowing the will what? Set you free. Not just reading the truth, not just listening to the truth. But you have an intimate relationship with the truth of God's word, and it will absolutely set you free. Listen to me right now. Behavior modification doesn't work. Like, oh, January 1st, this is my declaration. January 1st, I'm going to read the Bible every day this year. January 1st, I'm going to lose 40 pounds. January 1st, I'm going to do that. I'm never going to do this again. I'm never. And guess what? It didn't work. You know why? Because you still have the roots in the ground. You didn't change the roots. You didn't take the trencher and change the root. Therefore, you're producing the same fruit. Why do I want to eat five McDonald hamburgers right now? Because you're still dealing with the same. Still dealing. There ain't nothing wrong. I mean, you can eat a hamburger if you want to. And I, I'm not trashing you for that. Here's my point. Is that it's more than just your, some type of, I'm just going to make a January proclamation is, is, is you got to get to the root of the situation. If you're going to get to the root, you got to be willing to trench with God's word. Listen to me. I don't take a cough drop for lung cancer. <laughs> I don't put on a little sunscreen if I have skin cancer. You don't just take care of the surface issues. We love to do that as Christians, I promise. And God wants to get to the root of the issue. And the way that you get to the root of the issue is trenching with God's truth in your life. And it takes work. It takes discipline. Is it impossible? No. But if you think a 40-minute sermon is going to fix you, I got news for you. Why do you think that people go back, drink a fifth of tequila, or they go back and do a line, or they go back and hit some crack or heroin or what have you? Because they're not willing to do the work. So let's, let's do a little work, and then I'm going to be through. Trenching with God's word, Psalms 119.9. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed. Say that with me, heed. heed. No, no, go with 100%. Heed. heed. Not just reading, but heeding God's word. Get it in your guts. 
activated in your word, in your life, doing the word of God, heeding the, the word of God. Look at the next one, verses 10 and 11. With my whole heart, say that with me, whole heart. I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. It's not just an intellectual read. It is a combination of your whole heart being involved. Not just a little bit. You gotta be all in. Whole heart. If you're gonna trench with God's word, look at the next one. Your word I have hidden. Say that with me, hidden. I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You hide it so that you can fight with it. What did Jesus fight with? 40 days, prayer and fasting. The enemy comes after him. What did God, what did Jesus use? He used the word that was hidden in his heart so he could fight against the enemy. You hide it and you fight with it. And I got some bad news. That's why a lot of people aren't going to get set free in this room. You have to be willing to, to, to do these disciplines. You have to be willing to, to heed it wholeheartedly, to hide it. Look at the next one, Psalms 119.13. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. Man, I'm gonna tell, I won't start it up again, but I'm telling you right now, I declare God's word over my life every day. I declare it. I speak it. I don't just like, me, 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 just me, me, think about it. No, I, I declare it over my life every day. I can do all things through him who's, God is for me, not against me. And I just trench with God's word. I trench it. I trench my life, my heart and my mind with it with the, the truth of God's word every day. Psalms 119.15 I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. You just, you, you turn into that big old cow. Get a little grass. Chew it. Set in the sun. How can a young man cleanse his way? Blessed is a man who does not walk in the camp. Prosperous and all. And you meditate on God's word. You meditate on it. Yeah, I don't really believe you. You, you, you don't believe me because you've never done it. It works if you work it. The stuff that I teach today, it absolutely works. Let me finish with this. We talked about those different ruts. Listen to the trenches. You begin to trench the fear out of your life, I guarantee you faith will arise in your life. You get rid of the fear, faith is going to arise, and you'll be like, I am a new person. Number two, freedom will come. All of a sudden, you'll be absolute. You're like, I'm walking into in new arenas of freedom that I've never walked in before because you've been, you've been trenching with God's truth. Healing. Now, I, I, was, I got so sick in the 90s, I thought I was going to die. I had dreams of me being in a casket. You know what I began to do? I said, God, you are striped for my healing. 
And you know what I began to do? Every day I would declare, by his stripes I am healed. By his stripes I am, by his stripes. I said it hundreds of times. I wrote it hundreds of times. Remember those old day timers, black leather day timers? Hundreds of times I wrote it. By his stripes, I'm, I declared it. By his stripes, I am healed. And then finally, you know what took place? I actually be, believed it and I was healed. You know what I did? I renewed my mind. Jay, it sounds like you brainwashed your mind. You better believe it. I want to brainwash my mind every day with the cleansing of God's Word. You better be brainwashing yourself because the world is unloading on you. All you do is sit around and watch Fox and CNN, read the newspaper, Apple News. You better, you better be brainwashing yourself. You're going to love this one. And send me your emails. Because I've already got an email from God. It's called the Bible. I got, I, got the ultimate, I got the ultimate email. The world says there's 1746, 26 sexual orientations. The email I got from God is this. There's two. There's two. You're a son or you're a daughter. Anything and everything else is a lie. And I don't give a rip what you say. You can, out of all due respect, send me your emails. But I will trumpet with God's word because it's very clear. I'm not here to beat up or be a redneck or a bigot or anything else. I'm trying to see people's life set totally free. And as long as you, as long as you believe a lie, you will stay in the rut and that rut will lead you to the same place every time. But if you trench with the truths of God's word, you're going to be free. You'll be set free. Amen.